Emperor. He has foreseen this. It is your destiny. Join me, and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. And Luke famously falls down that lighty portal thing. Wow, I totally did not see that coming. Spoiler alert from 1980, Doug. Yeah, I can't believe Darth Vader is Luke's father. So do you want to join me on the dark side of doing a podcast? Yeah! Oh, wait. Yeah, no, I, actually, I think I would. That's, that's not too bad, as long as you don't cut off my hand. Okay, I promise not to chop off any of your limbs. Uh, I guess we need to tell them who we are in case there's people who don't know. I'm Lance. Yeah, and I'm Doug, and we're doing a podcast now. This is our second annual, although it's not really mm-hmm. annual. We did it 11 months ago. In fact, it was so fantastic that we decided to wait another 48 weeks before we would crack at it again. That's true, and I think part of the reason why we've had to wait this long is because I got teased a lot about my music last year and rightfully so i think i even was a part of that party that teased you yeah well what people don't know is that you actually introduced one of the songs and you had never heard it yeah that's true because i don't like your music so this year you're gonna get to pick the first yeah i get to pick one of the songs i'm really excited and it's really a song that you like too so uh we'll see how it goes Okay, so we showed that clip uh, because it's awesome, A, and B, because our theme for this is legacy. Yes, legacy. That's, in fact, what we're talking about this week. You're going to hear that word over and over again. In fact, we're going to introduce not only the idea of legacy within Star Wars, but, but several other places. So you need to stay tuned for this. Absolutely. So Star Wars is kind of a legacy film, and what I think is kind of cool about that is... America kind of caught on with episode four. George Lucas wrote one, two, and three. They famously were not made, and when they were, we found out why, because they're terrible. But Star Wars had a built-in legacy. It had a built-in backstory. And to me, that's one of the most compelling parts of the film. And I think it's interesting that it seems like George Lucas nearly tripped into that part of the movie. Oh, wow. So what you're saying is that George Lucas isn't a genius. He just tripped into making a really great film. I think it was fortuitous that 1, 2, and 3 were Drek. They didn't get made, but he had this built-in history that he could really mine in 4, 5, and 6. Yeah, I, I agree. That was very fortuitous. <laughs> so, basically, Luke has got a legacy, and uh, from his father, it's not a very good one. And in the scene that we just played, Luke is rejecting the legacy that his father is trying to impose upon him. Yeah, and it, what's interesting, though, is that um, he has to he has to search around to figure out what his legacy is going to be, and uh, he's encouraged by a, a unique group of people. Yeah, I, I'm so glad that Lucas didn't do the uh, hacky thing where, like, he has the one mentor who kind of shepherds him along his path. Um, Luke's got a couple of different ones. Yeah, I mean, Yoda does look a little bit like Mr. Miyagi, but no, there's several I different people. That. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You have Obi Wan Kenobi, who is in the part in the beginning, but he he quickly exits out. You know, thirty minutes in, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. So that's not going to be his mentor. Later on, we're going to have Yoda, who you know 
learning the force, you will. <laughs> that was awful. But but then ultimately there's somebody else who kind of comes to the forefront, and you pointed that out. But even with the Yoda character, uh, Luke leaves him kind of in uh, defiance. Like, he's not That's taking right. the teaching perfectly. He's not the perfect student. And Yoda, frankly, is not the perfect teacher either. Yeah, and, and he leaves the, the little swampland, the cave where Yoda hangs out and, uh, you know, makes things move around with his hands. Uh, and, and so there's there's that. But who else comes to the forefront? Well, he left there to go save his friend. Han and Leia were in danger. And I think Leia ultimately is the one that Luke is trying to please. Yeah, because that's, you know, that's the, the one that he's trying to impress, and that's the one he kisses early on. A little awkward. Yeah, we find out that they're twins. Oh, that's right. That was that's awkward. But I think that Leia is really the character that Luke wants to be like, that he's trying to emulate. And in, in Episode Four, we assume he's trying to win her uh, romantic love, and of course, we find out that that's never going to work out. Um, but no, I I think that. Uh, Ultimately, that uh, Leia is the one that uh, Luke is, is taking his lead from about what kind of life that he wants to live and what kind of person he wants to be. Yeah, and I, I think that says just, you know, we, we could stop right here really and just say, hey, you know, you have an opportunity to impact someone's life, and you may not be that seemingly the one that's like, oh, this is the person that, that – uh, that they should look up to, and yet you can have a powerful influence on them. So you mean that, that I don't have to wait until I'm old and wise and have a gray beard? I kind of have a gray beard now. So um, you got two out of three right now, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but no, uh, you can have a, a profound impact on people that you are perceived to be peers with. Yeah. And I think that that's good news, is that I don't have to wait until I'm Yoda or that wise old man to give instruction and guidance and um, inspiration to people. And likewise, I don't have to go find that person. Like It might be a person who I'm perceived as being a peer with that, that can profoundly change my life and encourage me to a legacy That's right. that is better than the one that maybe is being imposed upon me from, from some other source. Yeah, so really the bottom line for, for Luke and, and Star Wars and, and Darth Vader uh, is that Luke has to create his legacy. Okay, so should we go ahead and tell them that you have three points, that you have a clever C word thing going on here? No, 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 let's, let's wait. Let's okay. Just, okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to tell them. Okay, so we have Luke who creates a legacy. Creates let's, a legacy. let's move forward um, a, a few years uh, as far as uh, the production of movies go, and I want to talk a little bit about Lion King, okay? Uh, Can I, mean, I point out one thing right now? One point out one thing. There is a voice actor in common with both of those films that I just now realized. <gasps> That's right. Yeah. James Earl Jones. Yes. That is great. Okay. Wow, that is awesome. Okay, uh, so we have uh, The Lion King. Oh, but before we start or talk any more about it, I, I've got a joke for you. Okay. Bring it. Knock, knock. Who's there? Not Mufasa. You know I hate that. Joke. <laughs> I know you do. Okay, so we all know it's Disney, so that some parent parental unit has to die either before or during the movie. Now, Mufasa, the Lion King, he dies. His son Simba is going to be the one who's supposed to take over the pride, which obviously is in jeopardy 
because uh, Uncle Scar basically, you know, had his brother Mufasa assassinated. Uh, he had him. He had him killed off. Uh, and so now uh, Simba is is really struggling with what he's going to do. Uh, he runs away and gets uh, uh, meets up with Timon and Pumbaa. You remember Timon and Pumbaa? I I'm not a musical fan, and I'm not really a Disney fan. So I just know that that one of them is kind of a big round pig, and one of them is kind of a ugly scraggly cat or something, and uh, okay. and that they have some terrible musical songs. Okay, let me just I'll I'll just let you know. Well, when I was a young warthog, <laughs> he was a warthog, not a pig. And so he meets Timon and Pumbaa in their their famous song, which we all know the words to, or at least one one phrase is Hakuna Matata, uh, and and basically it means what? It means no worry. And so Simba right here, he's going to struggle. He's going to wrestle with: Do I go back home? Do I go back to the pride? And, and do I become the leader that I need to be, or am I just going to go hang out in the jungle, have fun, and and have no worries? And and another spoiler alert for those of you uh, who haven't seen it or maybe haven't seen it in a while: Simba is going to go back to the pride because Simba has to continue a legacy. Continue. He has so to continue. A Luke legacy. had to create one. Yes. And Simba is going to. Continue. That's right. We will keep your C-word anagram a secret. Okay. Okay. We won't tell anybody. But let's go with number three then. Okay. Well, first, I got to tell a story. So um, I'm not a fan of the Lion King because the uh, paternal figure uh, dies. And that that's just the dad. Yeah. And that's just depressing to me. And my kids, of course, love that movie because all kids do. And one day they were watching it, and I go in at night to make sure that my son is doing well, and he's having a dream, and he's asleep, and I hear him say, Mufasa, Mufasa, no, Mufasa, and I'm standing there like, it, like this is not a good dream. This is about the dad dying, and that is just depressing to me, but anyway, it is a good movie. Um, it's just not for me. <laughs> it's Disney. Okay, so we're going to go on uh, to kind of the third thing that we want to talk about. And and now, since this is the replacement for our uh, Wednesday night service at the building, uh, we're going to talk about, about a Bible story. Awesome. Awesome. I hope you like that one. Yes. Don't have nightmares about it. No, no. Uh, this is actually a story that I like a lot. Uh, you have to flip to a couple of books of, of the Bible to get the whole thing. You can go to Second Kings or Second Chronicles, uh, but it's about a king whose legacy is not very good. Oh yikes! His grandfather was uh, Manasseh, and in Second Kings it says about him who killed many innocent people, filling Jerusalem from one end to the other with their blood. Wow, that is a great. Uh, a father or grandfather figure that this this king has. Yeah, my grandfather, one was a farmer, one was a rancher, and um, nothing what even close to about the uh, about them was ever said. I mean, this is some uh, dark, dreary, bad stuff. I wouldn't imagine, regardless of the family that you came from, that it's quite this bad. Yeah, can you imagine like sitting in your grandpa's lap and saying? You know, Grandpa, tell me about growing up. Oh, I, 
I killed a lot of innocent people. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't that he just killed a lot of innocent people. Uh, he filled the nation with worship of, of foreign gods and idols. And not only that, one of those gods was the god Moloch. And one of the things they did for Moloch, and this is a family podcast, so I want to be careful here, but was child sacrifice. Wow, that's, that is one one bad dude. And he fully participated in that. Okay, apparently he spared at least some of his kids, because ultimately he is going to have a grandson. But He, he does. So he has a son, Amon, and uh, what it says about him is, he did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and he only served as king for two years. Oh, wow. Is that the guy that we always end our prayers with? Uh, no. Oh, that's that would be Amen. Oh, okay. Okay, so, I got confused there. Amen uh, was actually murdered by his own men. Yes, another bad guy. He he continued on in what his his father had done. The grandfather who we're talking about, whose name we have not yet mentioned, but uh, he honestly uh, the one we're we're talking about. He he has a difficult uh, legacy uh, to follow. It's Josiah. King Josiah. King Josiah. That's who we want to talk about in regards to legacy. Yeah, at the ripe age of... Eight years old, he he becomes king after his father's been murdered, and then the people enact justice upon the men that murdered him, and Amon becomes king when he's eight. Eight years old. I mean, I I, I can hardly fathom, the more I read and think about this story, the fact that uh, is you know if he's going to continue on in the legacy of his grandfather and of his father, who bur- both were just absolutely horrible people, and he takes the throne at eight years old, um, you would think that he's just going to follow right in their footsteps. Yeah, and institutionally, everything is there for him to be the same as them. Um, the the shrines and the um, Asherah. Poles and and uh, all those things are uh, in the temple and they're in the high places uh, around the nation. Um, it literally would be the easiest thing in the world to just keep going along. Yeah, I mean, to just put it on cruise control. I mean, you talk about Hakuna Matata, no worries. I mean, the last thing he wants to do is upset the system that you know has been in place for years. But at age 15, he does something. It says. He began to seek after the God of David, and he did that when he was 15. Now, you've got a son who's close to that age, right? Yeah, he's about to turn 14 in less than a month. Okay, okay, so the teenage years, as most of us, I think, know, um, are critical for when you choose Christ. Sure. They've done research about... um, not everybody, but a large, large percentage of people who choose Christ that do it before the age of 18. They do it in their teenage years. And so Josiah, at that point in uh, his life, and I think it's interesting that it says that he began to seek the God of David. Now, I didn't actually pull, pull the chart up and count, but we're probably six or seven generations removed from David, right? Uh, yeah, let's see. He's going to be king number 13, 14. He's going to be uh, king number 15 of Judah. Uh, David was second. 
So that would put so about a dozen. A dozen. Okay. Like we're we're pretty far removed then. Sure. From of course, his, his father was only king for two years. So well, that's that true. Didn't, that didn't really count. That's true. His his grandfather was king for like fifty one yes. years though. So it's, a lot of that. Happened. Yeah, yeah. They equal out. Um, but at fifteen is when he kind of has this this turning point. Um, and then at nineteen, um, he takes a crowbar yeah. and a hammer and starts going to town on some of the um, Asherah poles and the and the pagan high places. And he, he really goes in there and just kind of wrecks shop. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, interesting that that before Jesus would clear out the temple, we have Josiah. Uh, several hundred years prior, does his own little uh, cleaning himself. Uh, he doesn't use a whip. He uses crowbar. Well, and not only that, but he he kind of takes a tour of the nation and some places that uh, they had buried some of the pagan priests. He actually exhumes the body, <laughs> burns them down to ash, and then spreads the ashes over the places to totally desecrate. Yeah, yeah, and and what's even more interesting is that he burns he he burns their bones on the altars that that they had created, and so this this really is interesting. In addition, not only does he go after the dead ones, uh, he actually goes after the live ones too. Yeah, and um, I don't think an older man would do this. I think sometimes God really needs young men to have that kind of passion. Yeah, you would think uh, he's he's thinking too rashly, but this is exactly what needed to be done, and, and this is why God put him in a place in which he did, so that he would have that opportunity. Yeah, and so and all of this is before he even has a book of the law, because it's not till he's twenty five when they're rebuilding the temple yeah. that they find the Torah. Yeah, they're they're cleaning out the closets, and and guess what? They find the book of the law, and boy, that that really. Uh, defined who Josiah was in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it gets passed around to a, a couple of people, and they read it to him, and he tears his garments, and he's like, "We're not keeping this." Yeah, and, and a prophetess, she says, "You know what? Because the laws have not been kept, uh, that ultimately it's going to lead to the destruction of Judah." But she says, "But not now. It's not going to happen in your time because um, you, Josiah, you know, have a have a humble heart, and you have." Uh, you have uh, sought God. Yeah. Really yeah, and so then probably kind of the highlight of uh, his reign was the Passover feast that he holds, and he supplies a lot of the livestock that's going to become the sacrifice. Um, but but that's kind of the crowning achievement, and really you could argue that that's kind of the last gasp of, of glory before Judah kind of goes down the drain yeah, yeah, and and not to take away from his efforts because those will be remembered forever, as as he he made every effort and and certainly brought a lot of people back to the Lord, even though ultimately, uh, the the nation would decline once again. Yeah, uh, it says in his lifetime that the nation served God. Yeah. So here's his epitaph, and I I pray that they can say this about a lot of us. Uh, as far as our faithfulness, but this is really good. It says, Neither before nor after Josiah was there a king like him who turned to the Lord as he did, 
with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his strength in accordance with all the law of Moses. Yeah, I mean, for, for all the people who hail King David as such an awesome king, and he certainly was, you know, we, we maybe should have a lot more kids named Josiah because of what he did. Well, David nearly had the benefit of having a king prior to him that was kind of a bummer, Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't his father. Yes. And Saul's legacy, we probably know a lot more about it than we know about uh, about Manasseh and um, Ammon. Um, but he wasn't near as bad as those two. Yeah, not at all. He just, towards the, towards the end, he went a little crazy. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, David is nearly plucked out of the field. And, you know, he had some, I mean, he had years where he was on the run and stuff. But he didn't have that family baggage. Yeah. And Josiah has that baggage. And now I'm going to let you use the uh, buzzword here. Okay, it, so... It's not quite a C word, but... No, but Josiah now has to uncover his legacy. Uncover. Uncover. He There's, went back generations. Yeah, he, he didn't have a group. And so we have, we have Star Wars where Luke has to create a legacy, and Lion King we have Simba has to continue a legacy, and now... In the Bible, we read that Josiah has to uncover his legacy. Okay, so we are going to talk a little bit about what that means for uh, us. But first, we are going to have a musical break. Is this, is this where I sing the solo? No, this is when you introduce the song that you chose, and nobody can tease me about. Okay, okay, yeah, so this is a song that's a little bit more, You're going to have heard it on the radio if you listen to the radio uh, besides... Um, K-Love or Air One. Uh, but this is a, a really good song. It is by the um, 21 Pilots. So if you're under the age of 20, you definitely have heard of this group. Uh, and this particular uh, song is is a, a really cool song. In fact, the video, although a little interesting, you're not going to see the video. We are. Uh, but you're going to listen to the audio of it. Uh, it's pretty cool. And the name of the song is? Stressed Out. I'm stressed out. And we chose this because there's some lyrics about growing up and when and when we were young and he had some lines in there about himself and his his younger brother. Yeah, and life was simple back then and, and mom used to sing them to sleep and, and now they're stressed out. Enjoy. Cue it up. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mom was saying That's what he says. But that's I mean, it, there's something so much more to that. Than, than, he's talking about this idea of, of how life has drastically changed between the you know 12 years old and now in his mid 20s or 30s. 
uh, so much more has been placed on it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I love kind of the family memories there, uh, and we're talking about a legacy. Yeah, and and what we're talking about is is that uh, he still has a choice to make. Uh, he, he, he you know when he was a kid, his mom would uh, sing him to sleep, but now he's stressed out because he's got these all these decisions. To yeah, but what we would like to get to is ultimately it's about choice when it comes to legacy. Yeah, is that you is you get to choose the legacy that you follow. Uh, you don't necessarily have have to take the one that was passed down to you. Josiah is one that we talked about regarding that, or maybe that you're like Timothy, and uh, your mother and your grandmother have have passed his legacy of faith down. Um, but Paul tells him to, to uh, fan the flames. Yeah, that what what was started with Lois and Eunice that that he will continue on. So he's he's going to be like a, a Simba. He's got a Timothy has to continue a legacy. Yeah. that's his his call. Okay, so we're going to talk about one more literary uh, thing, and it's a book that I I don't know if I had to pay you to read it or bribe you or coerce you or entice you. Um, but you read a novel that is a favorite of mine, and you actually used it as part of a sermon, I don't know, about a year ago, maybe. Yeah, the East of Eden was, was the name of, of the book. And I actually, I will, I, well, I'll confess, I didn't read it. I listened to it on Audible, but yeah, it was, it was great. I'm, I'm glad you coerced me into reading it. Yeah, and there's a key word in there, and it's Timshel. And it's from the book of Genesis where God is warning Cain. He said, sin crouches at your door. It desires to master you, but you, but you, Kim, shall overcome it. Yeah, which is, I mean, this is a pivotal point because as we know, Cain made some mistakes early on in his life. I mean, big mistakes. Uh, he, he killed his brother, and he lived uh, with the guilt. He lived with the shame, and he basically had decided that uh, he his fate was set when, when he killed his brother, and that nothing else he ever did mattered anymore. But as, as in the book East of Eden, Lee pointed out, is that God spoke to him, and he says, Hey, Cain, you, you got to listen up. Okay, here's, here's the deal. Uh, if you want to do what is right, will you not be accepted, the Lord says. He says, But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. But you... And, and the King James Version uh, says, shall, uh, but, it, uh, but it shall rule over you. But the Hebrew seems to indicate that it's better translated as, but it may rule over you. And why is that a big deal between may and, and, and shall rule over you? Uh, it's a big deal because it, it comes down to choice. Um, shall implies it's going to happen. May implies it might not happen. Yeah. And, and, and God is pointing out, okay, Cain, you, you made a mistake, but you still have choices to make in your life, and, and your destiny, your, your fate uh, has not been set the day that your brother died. And so we look at Luke. He has an opportunity to create a legacy away from his father and the dark side. We have Simba, who has an opportunity to leave the jungle and his, his buddies, Timon and Pumbaa, and he can come back and he can continue a legacy that his father has started. And of course, with King Josiah, he has an opportunity to uncover his legacy. All three of those, the individuals, 
they got to choose. That's right. So as we kind of wrap this all up here, uh, I, I think we both would like to talk a little bit about just kind of some real practical things when you're with your family and you're thinking about legacy. Um, what are some things that we can do to uh, create, continue, or uncover uh, great family godly legacies? Well, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out, and, and that's really the, the bread and butter of this. I mean, I, I hope, you know, you're intrigued and want to go back and watch Star Wars or uh, The Lion King, and most importantly, to read about King Josiah. But ultimately, our, our goal is, is, is for you to say, okay, what does this mean for my life? And I think the one thing I want to point out is, and, and uh, Lance, you and I have talked about this before we picked up the microphones, that legacies, like everything, they have a beginning. I mean, you have to start somewhere. I mean, uh, one of the things I wanted to do, and, and we kind of punted on it, but one of the things that intrigues me are idioms. And the fact that we say some things like, oh, you know, don't beat around the bush. Well, Somewhere a long, long time ago, somebody, that, that phrase meant something a little different. Now we speak of it figuratively. Back then it meant that, you know, you're going to go literally beat around a bush and you're going to, you know, pull out the animals and then the hunter's going to be there to shoot them. So, I but, never thought about that. Yeah, yeah, so you're beating. But, it, you know, it starts somewhere, you know, whether it's an idiom or a legacy. Somewhere somebody decides, you know, one, one legacy or I guess tradition that I, I wish would end uh, is is somebody decided that it would be really great to take cranberry sauce and put it on meat? I mean, that's just wrong. Have you ever seen that that cranberry sauce come out of the jar? I mean, you take it out of the jar and it keeps its shape. So, but somewhere somebody decided, hey, let's take cranberries and jelly them in such a way that they retain their shape, and then we're going to put them on warm meat. But somewhere, somebody decided to do that. So Was it the pilgrims, maybe? Maybe. I don't, I don't know if they had caning back then. But they some, should have left that in Europe. They, they should have. But, but my point is, is that legacies, good or bad, traditions, good or bad, they start somewhere. And so you have an opportunity to create or continue or uncover a legacy today, this week, that could last for literally generations and, and sometimes somewhere way on the future you're going to have grandkids or great 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 grandkids are going to say you know why do, why do we do this and and it will be said about you because we had a grandfather or grandmother or a parent that loved us and, and during thanksgiving we did this which was really special and, and we kept it yeah and because i am mr practical um i'll share something that is just part of my family's uh, typically just our, our nightly ritual, and that's praying with both of my kids. And um, when they were babies, I kind of thought of four things that I wanted to pray for about them. And I just want to share these with you, and maybe over Thanksgiving, which is a time of giving thanks, we can be purposeful in prayer. But I pray every night with my kids that we uh, ask God to help us to obey Him, because I think that's a super important place to start when somebody's young, is we obey God. And the second thing is for us to work hard. That's just a legacy that's part of my family that I want to pass down, but um, I, wanted, I want us to work hard for the glory of God. The third thing is for us to learn new things. I think it's a big deal for uh, people to uh, always be growing and learning. And the fourth thing is to be kind to people. 
and that is part of our nightly prayer and there's other things that we pray for but that's kind of the core four hopefully maybe that's something that you can pray with about with your family when when you gather around the table and before you cut the turkey and before you put the cranberry sauce on top of your warm meat is the crumb family will not be doing this year yeah, at least me. My <laughs> wife loves the cranberry sauce. But yeah, that that's a, a great uh, tradition, a great legacy that you're passing on to your children. And I expect that years from now, when, when you're older and your kids are out of the house and and uh, they're Kip and Callie are at their respective homes and, and they're sitting on the side of a bed with their little kids, maybe twins also, <laughs> uh, that, that they're going to be praying about those same four things that you mentioned be pretty special all right so anything else before we sign off yeah no I, I think we're good just today start today create continue or uncover a, a legacy that you're going to pass on I mean it has to start somewhere why not today amen not not the king amen Jesus loves me Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Sing it na 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 Hey! <laughs> I gotta go that part, Mom. <laughs>